we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years and two months into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Because he does not like to go first, Ned, how are you? I'm fine. Number ones never have to go first. No, no, they never do. Bruce, how are you today? Uh, healthy and alive. All right. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Ned, this is the first yes, time man. you've seen Bruce in over a month. I know. We've just been having a giggle anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, Dude, you guys were definitely. We don't need that. to do a podcast. We just put it all to right. You just, already. yeah, you just, you just did one <laughs> yeah, during the, uh, the prep session. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you got? It's been, uh, it's been a week. One week. I'm sure that, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got a lot more. The world is just the, the world is just as mad. I mean, there's, I've got bits of paper everywhere. I've, I'm in a bit of calamity at the moment, and it will be over the next month because my daughter's having a lot of my time, and there's GCSEs and stuff like that. But there's loads of bits and pieces which I will probably find darkly amusing. And but I will have to bring up my pain in the ass subject COVID because there's been a medical journal published with more information which needs to be out there because, like, the biggest problem we've got at the moment is data is available, but it's not put in your face so nobody looks at it or looks for it. So I just want to send out a bit of a... I don't have the need to, you know, upset people. It's just that it needs to be out there. And so people need to go, well, yes, I didn't report this. Maybe I didn't report this. And that will add to the numbers, because no matter what has been reported in the data and the numbers, it's only a fraction because people, things would have happened to people and are still happening to people, and they're not reporting it because they think they're getting over there and it's just a niggly thing and it's just another niggly thing. But what's going on inside you it can have a really detrimental effect. And if things are going on, you need to be looked at, et cetera, et cetera. We need to care for each other. And that's what it's all about. I did run across a, um, a new study that was out last week. I believe we discussed it. It was the uh, it was from uh, what was it? Uh, it was from nature.com. Uh, and they were able to find that they they did a risk assessment of retinal vascular occlusion after COVID-19 vaccination. And they found Ooh, that yeah, uh, some this is. Yeah, to, to translate this into layman's terms, uh, that's blood clots in the eyes, and it causes you to go blind. I can actually put some light on it, exactly yeah, what yeah. they call it and how it's related. Yeah, go on. And there's some stuff in a medical journal, but 
later. I want to have a bit of fun first. Okay, all right. What do you got? We like to have fun because there's no there's no such thing as a as not having a sense of humor when you're in a foxhole. So let's hear it. What do we got? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a there's a lot. I mean, Montana seems to be one of your fun states, doesn't it? They Montana. Seem to be bringing yeah, they they bought the bills. They bought them the bills out and sort of about all manner of silly things, haven't they, over the past? Well, you have to be more specific months. when it comes to all matters of silliness because we're in in ridiculous times now, and it, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> uh, the latest one was about blood donors, isn't it? Uh, the um, bill six four five. I did see. I did see that several states are actually stopping people from donating blood if they've been yeah, and you can get fined up to five hundred dollars if you've been vaxxed. If you've been vaccinated, you can get fined five hundred dollars. Um, so, real quick, but um, that was already a thing here in the United States. It was already a law that you were not supposed to be giving blood if you are on an experimental drug or had just been vaccinated. Those are those are two things that yeah, is but, already in position. It's just they didn't uphold it uh, during COVID nineteen. Uh, no, that but now, but now afterwards, they've literally gone COVID vaccination, womp, and that's it. They've gone. Uh, but you, you you now end up with a catch twenty two because if you're not allowed to give blood, that means you should not be allowed to donate organs either. That's true. So that's true. So now, now this just to kind of put this into perspective, because I've been hearing over the last year or so that the Chinese specifically, Chinese students and any able-bodied individual, they're being at the moment they're being asked. They're not being forced, but they're being asked. Yeah, if you can imagine. At the moment they're being asked to donate blood. Now, when a country starts filling up their blood banks, that usually means that they're about to go on to a war footing. Usually. Historically, anyway. This poses, in my humble opinion, in the United States and in the Western world, if this continues on the path that you're talking about, this poses a potential national security risk. Mm -hmm. If we don't have enough suitable donors and we end up in an unthinkable situation with China or Russia, which we seem to be heading that way. I'm not an expert, but... It seems to be trending that direction. We need blood donations. We're not going to have a viable stock, are we? Can I actually ask a question? Go on. How many of your armed services as a percentage have been vaccinated? Nearest we can tell, nearest we can tell, because it was required, there were single-digit percentages that got exemptions. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you go out there, you get casualties all over the shop, and none of them can give blood to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see what oh, I mean? by the way, oh, uh, excuse me, you go blood to him. Um, I've had to dock $500 out your pay. He <laughs> <laughs> might have saved his life. And it's just madness. It's just madness. They've created it. it people just on this sense, the reason I mentioned this was that it's a big hammer hitting your sensibility here if the governments are deciding that you shouldn't give blood if you've had the covid vaccine just ask yourself why and when they go the pandemic's over and now they're going to say oh and they're going to blame everything on covid because if you look at your what did you just mention about the clots in the eyes and stuff That'll be caused, if you see that on medical um, stuff, they won't say it's been caused by a vaccine. They'll be saying it's caused by COVID-19. They'll leave that last thing off. Everything is going to be blamed on the virus. 
this is their cop-out. And this is what people have got to be aware. If they say the virus, just anybody that sees anything with COVID-19 attached to it, just put the word vaccine on the end of it. And if you have, get yourself checked out. That is the, that is the only way ahead. There are so many neurological problems, which we'll have a talk about later, which are coming out and the fallout from it. And it's in your medical papers and everything now. And it's getting scary. It is really this data that's coming out. And that's only of the stuff that's been reported. It is getting scary. But on the lighter point of view. I thought you wanted to have some fun. I thought you were going to give us something funny here. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that. The world's funny. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I found that uh, quite funny about Montana. That that 500. I, it is ironic. It is you're getting fined for giving blood. How how the high percentage of it? I mean, look, every household needs to look at their family and give it. Well, who has been vaccinated here? Hang on, I'm not allowed to give blood to my kids. My kids aren't allowed to give blood to me. You know, just sit round your table and look at each other and realize what has been done. Fundamentally, that is one massive thing. And that's the only reason I brought it up. Uh, use that as an excuse just for the discussion to open people's eyes. Look round your family table and see who you cannot help with your blood because that's what they've done. But there's, there's not a problem. I'll tell you, there's no problem, but you're going to get fined if you do. You know, so there is a problem, but there's not. But yeah, but um, you know, I, I, I was, there's all sorts of little flicky things that come in. It's like Australia. That's gone quiet, hasn't it? Have you heard anything out there, Lainey? Um, I have actually. I've got something out of Australia, which we can discuss if you like. Uh, it goes along with the craziness. I'm happy to play it if you like. We like crazy, but um, uh, the money side of things, yeah. I because I pick up on when you have your discussions on air about digital money and stuff like. And I look in other places of the world, not just the UK, to see where things are going because I know they're trying to push it here, but. Do you realize that in 2017, there was nearly 14,000 ATMs in Australia? By 2022, that was down to 6,000. Yeah, they've been taking They ATMs already out. started yeah. moving them out, yeah, uh, moving the out. money out. I mean, it was the march forward has just been slow and continuous everywhere, just to remove the paper side of money and get everybody to go online. Actually, Marty told us that uh, he's been going to some of uh, his branches, you know, because he likes he pays for everything in cash as much as he can. And he mm -hmm. has been trying to take out cash and he's been noticing that they've been taking the cash machines out of the branches. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's less and less of them. And the thing is, obviously, if you want to take any amount of money out that has four figures, that means one thousand pound above, you do get questioned. And you will get questioned, but it's your money. And so and it, 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 it's ridiculous. It, it, it's a bit more, it's, it's a bit silly. Um, how's your oversight committee going, by the way, with the um, looking into how many billions of dollars were robbed due to the <laughs> COVID giveaway? Because apparently quite a lot, isn't it? It is quite a lot. And that's not re receiving very much, if any, mainstream coverage. Um, that's all being swept under the rug, more or oh. less, unless unless it it has someone like a, a GOP member or Donald Trump or something like that that gets caught up in it. Then, of course, it makes front page news. But anything else, uh, no, nah, it's just swept under the rug. Well, I don't know. Is is um Richard? Is it Richard Delmar, your Treasury Inspector General or acting one? Is he still there? 
I've not heard of him. Because he, he was the one that stood up and made the statement that there's been so many um, dubious charges confirmed that they reckon there's more than $5 trillion gone out and disappeared into I all don't, manner of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that a bit. We're, we're literally rocking that, ourselves that much the poorhouse. Fu- as money has been distributed in funds since 2020, they reckon. Uh, um, it's just, it's just, what was the individual's name? Richard Delmar, I think his name was. He was at the time the acting Treasury Inspector General. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Inspector General of the Department of the Treasury. Yeah. Yeah. That was at the, yeah. He I don't know if he's it. still there. I don't know if he's still there because he did raise it. I expect him to have been removed because it has gone quiet. He he did say quite a bit and um, he uh, re- he estimated there's more than 400 billion stolen from the unemployment program. Where it went out there, there's so much money disappeared. It's it's just incredible. Well, that's that's not that's not uncommon when it comes to any of these government spending programs. They'll literally go in there and they'll create these bills with all the pork you can possibly imagine, and then the money will just disappear. It's like yeah, it's, 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 it's vast like amounts, though. I mean, it's vast amounts. Of course, it's like it's like Solyndra. Bruce, you remember the Solyndra scandal? I think you've mentioned yeah. it many times here before. I've, I've mentioned it, yeah, many times. Yeah, they got that everybody the to invest. Stuff. Yeah, they got everybody to invest in this this ridiculous uh, solar panel scheme and and everything else. And then the company literally goes bankrupt overnight, and nobody knows where the money went. Yeah. It was, it was billions like the, of dollars. All the Clintons, Obamas, all <laughs> yeah, of the them usual were suspects. investing in it. Yeah. Millions. They made millions on this. And then Solyndra just, you know, shortly after getting all the government funding, uh, went under. They went bankrupt. Never one single inquiry. Never one single investigation. Nothing. It, just disappeared. It's, it's the last, I mean, what have we got? We've got the human race has been turned into the massive patsy. I mean, we are the taxpayers. It's all our money, really. I mean, they should be. Somebody should be held accountable because everything we've paid has gone somewhere. All your Democrat party are a lot richer, I noticed, aren't they? The um, both sides of the aisle, really. If you if you look at the the leadership on the the Republican side, they're all uh, filthy rich, and then you look at the Democrats. A lot of them are getting filthy rich. Uh, and some of them were filthy rich to begin with, like, though they like to tout AOC as being like this bartender and she was just the average person. Yeah, her godfather is like a, an oil tycoon out of Texas. She, she, she's one of the biggest hypocrites and yeah. she's more celebrity status idiot than anything that I can actually yeah, put a title agreed. to. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, the House Minority Leader, clears $25 million a year from the Chinese Communist Party because his in-laws own six of the major shipping ports in China, and he makes less than 200000 as the minority leader in the U.S. Senate. He's taking foreign money. You couldn't make it up. Yeah. Well, the corruption, I mean, this is, this is what gets me, right? See, as people, we knew that all our politicians were, to some degree, you could say corrupt, bending the laws and bending this and getting their own little quangos going and what they call NGOs now and one thing or another. But as long as they treated the population and the people right and kept things ticking over, everybody was happy. But it has got to the point where you have now got groups of people in charge saying, no, we are in charge. We are not a representative anymore. We are in charge. You will do what we say. We will play this 
public school argument thing in front of you endlessly and get on behind doors whatever you want to do and that seems to be not just that seems to be just about every western government i'm not really privy to the chinese government or the russian government but whatever's happening over there i don't get much feedback the people of those countries aren't either so it's you know i think it it kind of all works together it's just about everywhere really isn't it so you have the minority in the world and it's gonna be split down the middle down what well it is going to be split and it all depends on who gets south america and africa that is going to be a massive massive play i mean at the moment where they pushing i mean canada is getting very vocal about haiti aren't they they're getting very very vocal about haiti because what, what what's going on there they call it um the wakale wakale the populations are up they've been attacking the gang members and stuff oh, i haven't population. been following it i haven't been oh following. yeah 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 at the moment the populations have been uh up in arms and they've actually been attacking and killing gang members and stuff and now the gang members are up in arms and what did that idiot in canada say trudeau because that's one of the reasons I went and had a look. He said, oh, the people should um, not do this and they should um, just follow the word of their police and let them get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> the police in Haiti probably are the most upstanding police in the world. Oh, sure. of course. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's absolutely no corruption there whatsoever. None whatsoever. There's no gang so, affiliation or cartel affiliation there at all. Canada and America are apparently putting their hand in to that and supplying stuff to God of course they are. Who, of course they are. Uh, al- alongside the, um, you know, that honest party called the UN. Oh, the, the United other, Nations. Yeah, the, of course. The other upstanding. Not a more stand-up organization so, on this planet, yeah. Haiti's a bit of a melting pot, and yeah. I, I, I have mentioned it before, and but it's it's escalated a bit at the moment, and I'm waiting to see what happens. I mean, what Trudeau is, well, obviously someone's pressed his button to say something, so off he goes. And they're putting money somewhere, so... That's that's uh, yeah. What what what? Kale is I don't quite understand, but they seem to be the people shouting that quite a lot, and I think that means something like stringing somebody up or something and getting payback or something, you know. So mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, yeah. So the people are up in arms, the gangs are up in arms, and the politicians are playing the game over there. So I mean that's that's another melting pot. So Haiti got, also you, yeah, but you got to you got to stop and think why they're they're all invested in what goes on in Haiti because that serves as a hub for a lot of uh, child trafficking. Oh, it's a, it's a hub. It's it's yeah. God knows what. It isn't very nice. Yeah, there's a lot of investigations that have, that have led um, down to specifically Haiti for human trafficking it, 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 it's not nice it, the, there's there's an endless amount so you've got haiti melting pot which is i suppose a small proxy war you've got the ukraine proxy war and what's the latest with that now what, what did the un come up with the other day about the ukraine they gave a warning didn't they and when they give a warning about something it's like mr gates he goes around and gives you a warning and it happens you know and the un do the same it's because it gives them plausible deniability for when it goes yeah, wrong it- then they can say well, we told you so it was the un's nuclear watchdog and they oh, express growing sake. anxiety about the uh, safety of the russian occupied nuclear power plant there you is go. this the one in zaporozhia mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah i'm sure They've been talking that one up uh, lately. Yeah, sure. And I've actually I've heard several conflicting stories on this. That's been a a problem for 
I want to say it's been almost a year now, uh, the Zaporozhye uh, nuclear site. Oh, yeah, that's, heard... that's where the, the group went, a uh, French group and whatever yeah. went over there yeah, and yeah. didn't do anything and then just came back again. Yes, yes, I, I heard that. And I, I'd also... I'd also heard different, uh, like I said, I've heard conflicting stories. So I, I honestly, I don't know which one is which or, or what. We've got the UN side of things with those yes. uh, inspectors. I've heard that story from them straight from the horse's mouth. I've also heard from people that know people, so secondhand, thirdhand information, if you will, from people in mm -hmm. the region that are saying that they are trying to, like, there's there's a, a struggle to try and, and wrestle that away from Ukrainian control, put it under Russian control so they can redirect where the energy goes as a, a way of uh, part of those, those two breakaway uh, regions. And I've also heard that it is Russia trying to possibly cause another Chernobyl. I, I've heard all these different conflicting stories. And honestly, I don't know which one. I, I don't does, know. No, if anything happens to that place, Russia will shut it down. They won't Chernobyl it. Honestly, I don't know at this point. No. I, I don't, I don't know. think anything like that will happen. I don't think anybody will take that step further. The only way I'd say if anything like that happened, it would be deliberate terrorism from somebody. But I don't believe that that will come to that point. All the people might get moved out. They might totally wreck the place, shut it down, make the core useless, because that in itself will be quite enough damage for the area. Because, I mean, there is a big, there is a big problem with energy if that place goes down, isn't there? You see, a lot of people, when they see the Ukraine and stuff like that, and... Uh, they talk about the Donbass region and the going over to Russia or they're not with Russia, they've been forced to be with Russia. You get all the stories from all sides or whatever, but the Donbass region have been at the pit of this and uh, has been a worrying thing since 2013, 2014. They have been abused, used around, messed around by all manner of their own people and everything, and it's not very nice. To go historically into it isn't quite nice because uh, you, you, you're going back to the Maiden Street riots and everything like that. That was that, that kicked it all off. But on a lighter side, you can come back to um, the UK. Do you know we got another drug problem? Another drug problem, you said? Yeah, we have. The latest one. Oh, now you've got fentanyl, it? haven't you? you got fentanyl. Oh, yeah, we got loads of fentanyl, yeah. Yeah, guess what? Guess, guess, guess what we've got? Monkey um, dust. I was, you were, you were scratching your nose there. I was going to say cocaine, but, um, <laughs> no, monkey dust. It basically, what the monkey it dust. Well, you do uh, bringing in some of those, um, uh, those, <laughs> those long tooth ice cream stealers from Gibraltar, are you? Well, it actually is called NDP HP. Yeah. It's like a, a white yellowish powder. It's synthetic. It's, it's synthetic. If you wanted to know the total wordage, it's one of those very long two-worded things is this That's is this a legal narcotic is actually actually it is class b going to be made class a I it's see. a bit of a hallucinogenic uh-huh so it's like and the, they're making the one it class a so so you can actually get locked up for it but yeah, for a long yeah. Time. There, there's one that that uh came out in the u.s many years ago it well it's been many years ago now but uh it was called bruce you're probably familiar with this the street term of this it's called bath salts and it was a it was a legal thing, and it it turned people into just crazy nuts. Uh, this Face is, eating this, zombies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, basically, it's supposed to um, give you a euphoric effect, but it can cause total anxiety and paranoia and God knows what else. Why are we sanctioning this again? 
Is there is there a reason for this? Well, it's, it, I didn't realise it used to be classified as a Class B drug. Now they're making it a Class A drug, and everyone's giving it. Well done, government. I'm saying what? Just say no. Yeah. Just say no. Do you know how much? Do you know how much this is on the street? Are we talking per two gram qu- here? Two quid. You're joking me. Two quid a hit. That's pennies in comparison. Yeah. That's pennies. Yeah. It's like a new methamphetamine. Two quid a hit. And funny, we've now got a drug problem. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, it's called monkey dust. And everyone in everyone's saying, oh, well done, well done. You've, you're making it class A, not class B. Just get rid of it. No, no, that that wasn't said. It was just a case of, oh, you've reclassified it. And now you can go to prison for a long time for dealing in it. And really? What about the idiots that are at the other end of it? But yeah, that's that's um, that that is the dark, noir, stupidity, funny side of a government doing what it should do. But there is a positive side. Apparently, a third of the country's electricity came from wind farms. A third. <laughs> are they? Was, are they? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, because we both know that's BS. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bet that they misplaced that the decimal lines, point. Man. That yeah, was, I'm gonna that bet they headlines. misplaced the uh, decimal point. Yeah, and when you look into it, you give it. Mm, really, these numbers don't third, add up. Yeah, right. Uh-uh. No, no. How do you go from? How do you go from less than three percent to a third? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Huh. We're doing so well over here. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I reckon everybody must have switched off at about. This is measured at about three o'clock in the morning when everybody's okay, gone all to right. bed. Okay, all right. Everybody's gone to bed. Okay, so so you had it, so it certainly wasn't peak time. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing uh, I would have no, guessed would have been mentioned. yeah, it wasn't mentioned. Of course not. I, I'm betting the second thing here would have yeah, been yeah. if that weren't the case, it would have been they literally shut everybody's power off as in there was a rolling blackout across the UK. Then they could have claimed that it was, it was a third. It's it's, it's incredible. There is a a definite that, that, I mean, I looked at it and I went, okay, the maths don't work out on that one. You look over the previous years and whatever, all the way back to, yes, we spent a lot of money and got nothing back other than that. This isn't working. And you're going to have all these, this is what amuses me. I mean, it's going to be like a graveyard of, rusty metal windmills all the way around the uk like. oh yeah they're gonna rust and they're place. just gonna be Absolutely. they're just gonna be left there to fall yeah yeah you know what i mean it's just it's just gonna be incredibly mad um the eurovision song contest that's the other massive thing going on at the moment oh not you two you don't watch this garbage do you i don't watch it no no those headlines i'm talking headlines now I mean, Martin isn't here this week, so no, I thought I'd have a look at that's true, the yeah. UK media forum. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And, and, and I was garbage. telling you about yeah, I was telling you about um, ITV's morning show with uh, with uh, Holly Willoughby and, and Phil Schofield, and you you just oh, yeah, didn't care. No. no, I don't care. Headlines that they're not speaking to each other or whatever. They're having a cooling relationship, or they're not. Uh, I don't care. I mean, sorry, excuse me. It's You're adults. Pertinent. It's not go pertinent. away. Yeah, go away. On one of Martin's favourite things, Brexit. Remember when Richie Sunak came in and they did a video? Did you ever see the video? He's done so many ridiculous he videos. Will, like... He willed, He had this big pile of paper, which was the uh, European laws, and they wheeled in a, um, a shredding machine. And started loading all these laws in saying, this is what we're going to do. Guess and what? And they haven't, they haven't done any of it. Not yet. 
<laughs> Not yet. It's it's slacking a bit, you know what I mean? With all these um excuse me, all these political change rounds and things like that. I mean, we will catch up. Yeah, I'm sure you will. They'll get to it eventually. So obviously the opposition it. are, you know, shouting about this and they're going back and forth and they're having their little uh, schoolboy arguments in front of the camera and everything and all the crap's going on behind doors as usual. Yes. Just like a standard government. Yeah. So, yeah, the comedy is still going on. Oh, the comedy um, is still going on. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to get to this clip that I had uh, from earlier from uh, uh, from Australia. You wanted to uh, you wanted to mention something about oh, yeah, Australia. I want to see if, if, if this yeah, is surprising. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Nice. This is um, this is the premiere of Victoria. This is Dan Andrews in the Houses of Parliament. Bruce, you know, we're, we're dealing with all of this, uh, this th- these censorship laws coming in, you know, the hate speech and everything. The government's yeah. going to define what that is. The Irish are actually taking the lead on that as to what hate speech is going to be. The U.S. now has its Ministry of Truth, and the European nations in the United Kingdom are not far behind. This was Dan Andrews, who won in a landslide in a re-election victory not long ago because they got vaccinated and vaccines work. He said it himself. That's why he got reelected, if you remember. So now he's okay. going to tell you, he's going to tell you how appalling it is to be engaged in hate speech that he and his government are going to define. Speaker, I'm, I'm saddened to have to rise to make a statement to the House in relation to quite shameful conduct out at the city of Monash last week and decisions that, very sadly, the CEO and the mayor of that council has have, have had to make in relation to cancelling a number of events, events that are about celebrating diversity, events that are about sending a message to often some of the most vulnerable people in our Victorian community, that they are loved, they are respected, they are safe and they are supported by their their government and their community. Now, I make this statement not just as the Premier of a state when, where equality is not negotiable. I also make this statement as a long-time ratepayer in the city of Monash. I don't know how many of these protesters, with not an exercise of free speech, but an exercise in hate speech, violence, bigotry, racism, sexism, uh, 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 homophobia, transphobia, the list goes on ugly scenes, ugly scenes on any measure, on any measure, including, can I say, death threats against council officers and councillors. It is a disgrace. It is a disgrace. It's shameful. And my message to those people is very clearly, if you want to behave like the worst elements of the Floridian uh, Republican Party, well, get to Florida. Head over there, where your hateful <laughs> views might might be worth something. They're worth nothing it's here. Hate we won't stand for this sort of ugly behaviour. It's appalling. And I again make the point, it's not about free speech. This is hate speech, plain and simple. Plain and simple. It is wrong. It is out of step with the values of fair-minded, you know, decent, mainstream Victorians. It is on the fringe. Uh, but enough about those people. Let's send the clearest message, Speaker, that, that equality is not negotiable. And despite the carry-on and the shameful behaviour of a small few... This government and this community remains committed to every single Victorian, no matter who they are or who they love. Uh, Bruce, I I feel personally attacked there, don't you? Well, yeah, Uh, I mean, uh, Floridians... I mean, hateful yeah. people, Floridians. Very right. hateful I mean, people. Yes, very what, hateful. What, what, what right has he got to put another people down? I mean, that was hypocrisy. And then he told the truth. The people are out of step with whatever we're pushing forward, really. And that's what he was really saying. No, hang on. This has got nothing to do with freedom of speech. Really? God, there was too many 
paradoxes there, you know what I mean? There was, there was too much hypocrisy in his own speech. He, he was just an idiot. It's so, Dan Andrews. Would you expect anything well, yeah. less? I don't. What, what's this in Australia? What's the the free speech? What what law do they have there giving them free speech? Is it as absolute as the First Amendment? Um, I don't know. Any any constitutional laws in Australia? I haven't got a clue. So here in the United States, when it comes to freedom of speech, if you look at it how it's worded, anything you say is free speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, people like to say, "Oh, you can't uh, yell fire in a crowded theater." Uh, no, actually, you can. That's literally what free there speech is. There is no such thing in a free in in a place where there's free speech. There is no such thing as hate speech because hate speech is just a political tool. Someone's going to get upset with a joke. Someone's going to misinterpret something, generally due to their own hang-ups, generally to their own problems, and that is when they start to force things down other people's throats by making mandates and laws, which then really is not fair. So there is no such thing as hate speech. There's, hang on, I don't agree with you. Let's have a meeting and talk about this, or let's sit down and sort this out. That's how it should go. I'm inclined to agree with you. And in normal circumstances and in normal times, that is how we would deal with these things. However, now... Shall we then say we are in hateful times? We are in hateful times. And it's it's from the intolerance of others is why we are in those hateful times. They don't want to have a conversation (laughs) with you. They don't want to debate you because they don't have anything to stand on. They don't have the truth. They don't have (laughs) logic. They don't have reason nor common sense. They just have emotion and visceral hatred because you don't agree with whatever their agenda is that day. And they want you removed from society. So let me give you an example. Because, let, let me let me give you a quick think, example. Hang on, they they think the society is being intolerant of them, so they're intolerant of others. Yes, so that's it, in it their, fails. In their it, logic. Fails, it fails at the word go. More or less, yeah, it, it does. It, it they don't have a leg to stand on. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make. Let me give you an example. Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. No, you're fine. No, 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 no. You're you're, you're okay. That's the whole point of these these roundtables is we just we interrupt each other. We talk over each other. I was at breakfast. I want to say it's been about two, three weeks ago now. And Bruce, I think I told you about this. I, I was sitting at breakfast. And now, now this is just some random town in the middle of the mountains in Germany. OK, I, I'm just sitting at breakfast. And as I'm sitting there, I order my waffles, my fruit, my yogurt and, and all the rest of it. And as I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm sipping my my can juice, I, and my I, coffee. Can I interrupt? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yogurt. Excuse me, yogurt, yogurt, whatever. Okay, (laughs) dialectical differences. As I'm sitting there, there are three people sitting at the table next to me, one of which is a younger female, or excuse me, two younger females and, and, a, and a younger male. This younger female is explaining to these other two about how to form work groups with other students. I can tell she was a college professor. She was an American. She's explaining all this in English to two German students. Mm-hmm. And the, the younger male, I didn't hear the, uh, the female speak up too much, but the younger male was interrupting her quite often. And I heard him say after a few minutes, the people that don't want to integrate people from other countries into our society, we just need to expel those people from our society. He's saying this while they're having coffee and just talking as normally as we are. This is the kind of conversation that's being had around tables in public. Do you see my point? 
is there's well, there's he, no well, there's no talking actually, with that. Actually, if he want if he was prepared to talk about it, he should have voiced it in a different way. He should have said, "Well, I believe that these people should be expelled because of their points of views. What do you think?" That's not what. And it then was. the conversation goes on, and then the and then somebody else will go, "Well, yeah, I think you've got it a bit wrong there. I think you're a bit going too far in this. And, and why do you think they should be expelled?" Because the, don't their opinions count? And that is where it should go from. And then you then you get all the underneath out about how each of that group thinks and maybe eventually they'll listen to each other and come to some formulated agreement. No, not when you've been educated in these institutions to become a Marxist revolutionary. There is no discussion. Oh, saying that, uh, what was happening in Cambridge University the other day? I'm not sure. You're familiar. That's that's your stomping grounds. Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh Remember a while ago, they, they all got up in arms about some woman was uh, having a, a book read or whatever, and then yeah. that still went forward. But this time, at the moment, there's been a lot of um, talk going on. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Elon Musk is one of those people that um, say there's, oh, there's always said there's going to be a population problem by 2050 and said it's going to naturally happen. We're, we're going through this. And uh, I think someone made a video, made a film, talking about yeah there's a, a a population problem and it explained different countries peoples and how these populations have gone down and because basically within it it was said that basically yeah you should uh, for, have a family have kids and whatever all of a sudden the students hadn't even seen it but word got round so they said it was anti-trans because it's about binary people getting together and having what? children. Therefore, so the it should be, it's anti this okay. and anti that. All and right. they went over the top, just like okay. this an is uninformed. They didn't see it. They just went bang. Yeah, this is this is the other problem we have here. We do have the aspect of, of Marxist Leninism and stuff that and, and stuff that goes on in the universities. We understand that. But if we incorporate what you're talking about, which is far more dangerous as far as I'm concerned, this day and age, gender politics. If you integrate this into society, this is more deadly to social harmony than a fleet of nuclear bombers when it comes to well, destroying it, the natural well, order of things. We're, we've literally the made is, the absurd normal. Yeah, it's it's the it's another part of the jigsaw though. Eugenic societies that have always been going on. You've got the the humanity haters. You've got the WEF saying you should have population reduction. You've even got all your um, so-called lovers of the earth and the eco people saying, oh yeah, decrease the human race because they're doing nothing but nasty stuff to the world. You've got all manner of things and it's all about a population. And if you get chaos, if you get gender politics, that all comes in. What do you get? You've got, hang on, chop around the kids. That's a no comeback. So you've got a percentage of that population that can't. You've got trans, whatever gender you make, 40, 50 different identities, genders, whatever, which won't get together in a binary mix. So how many children do not get born? How many populations naturally get reduced because of the endless politicizing and pushing in these directions? It just adds up and adds up and adds up. And some people say, well, that's one big conspiracy. I'm not Look, I'm not bringing the conspiracy in. I'm just saying that is what it will do. You've got Canada still pushing the uh, euthanasia. You can commit suicide if you want, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You, That's crazy. I mean, all these things. I mean, we have a short life, really, in comparison to our intellect and capability. 
why don't we live it, learn to live it? Not saying if you want to just top yourself, go ahead, it's a good thing. Everything's a negative. And like I was saying last time, it seems like we have a lot of people that don't want to leave this rock. The inevitability of it all is we will be going out there, but it depends with what governance, what state of mankind and whatever that we are at a crux point. We are at a crossroads of where it needs to be sorted, you know, whether it's going to be really interesting frontiers and the people will be out there, or is it going to be as a hive-type mentality where you have a very small centre part of that hive in control of all the rest of the drones and they just send them out there to do it with an uncaring idea or workers? I mean, that's, that's what we're pushing towards right now is the Borg. I mean, they're trying to integrate us with machines, and you're not allowed to think anything other than what the uh, ruling party says you can think. That, yeah, that's well, what we're going towards. If, if, your, if your gender politics gets pushed down to an endless degree, uh, that fits straight into, yes, we can have endless amount of babies if we just grow them in pods. Human beings need love and care to grow up into decent human beings. Otherwise, you lose something. We have the ability, due to imagination, everything, to mimic things. We can be cold, warm. There's a massive spectrum there. But, yeah, we could be robotic. You mean, if you get brought up in a pod and educated in by the millions in the same thing, what will they all think like? You'll be programmed. Yeah. You won't we, need to be educated. Programmed. You'll be We programmed. do get programmed. We are so easily programmed because... Our emotions are so strong in, in all directions. We get wavered in so many different directions. That's why we are our you, worst enemy. Well, we are our own worst enemy. That's true. Do you, do you know why we're in this predicament we are now, as in why we're so vulnerable here in the West to being attacked? Yeah. Nestle own Kit Kat. And I like Kit Kats and uh, okay. I don't want to eat anymore. All right. Yeah, you don't want to eat those anymore. All right. That, well, that, that is that is well, a good then switch to reason Cadbury. to go to war. Then switch to Cadbury, okay? That's all I can Aren't say. Aren't they owned by them too? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Dear God, it's the end of the if world. If you think about, yeah, but if you think about it in terms like you're, like you're talking about with everybody being programmed, let's look at the actual programming. I've made the argument several times and many other analysts and, and history people have made the same argument before that the television has been the single most destructive force in modern human history. It's, it's been absolutely terrible what it's done to people. But think about this. If you look at all of our entertainment over the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years, the good guys always win. The bad guys never win. They never win. It's always the good guys beating the bad guys in one way, shape or form, right? So we're programmed mm -hmm. to think that we're always going to win. So oh, no yeah. one ever puts yeah. up a fight. Oh, well, yes, but there have, yeah, but there has been darkness over, it could go on for a very long time. Yeah, but, but the they're good not guys thinking about that. They're come not thinking out about that. that. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking there's, that... There's a lot of Star Wars fans out there, I'm afraid. There are, true. Well, but they're, they're thinking of, in terms of everybody's waiting for that one hero savior to come in. You remember? Like Donald Trump, that type oh, of thing. Oh, good God. What, the shot? No, there's no, there's no... I mean, the last the last night fell from grace. And by the way, his horse was called Grace. That's why he fell off it. And no, there's no one to come and save you as an individual. In, it, it does not work. Those individuals that are put in front... Now, Donald Trump or whatever, as far as I'm concerned, if he's still there and he knows and, and, and he thinks he's there for a good reason, he knows he's wrong because all he's doing is getting away in the way of someone else because he will just further the Democratic's 
point of view. He will give people somebody to hate and he will reduce his own political party's chance at getting something. As far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump shouldn't be there. And that is from an outsider's point of view from the UK. As looking at a political point, the biggest problem, especially in a two-run race, you need strength and people behind it. He's in a strong position, but the point is... He's got a, he, he is a two-edged sword. If he goes behind somebody within his own party, he could poison certain people against that person. He could, by being there, give strength to the opposition's party because people don't like him for one reason or another. It doesn't matter whether he's done anything wrong or not. He is polarised. He has been polarised by so many parts over the last year. So there are strong likes and dislikes for him. So as far as I'm concerned, he really should just step out and not he say can't. anything. He can't. His ego won't let him. He's not he, He's not somebody that can... No. He, so he basically, can't. he's not for America then. So he's for... Uh, at he this thinks. point, because he was wronged, because he was wronged, now it's no longer about... I, I imagine he's going to try to do things that are uh, beneficial to America because he does seem to be that type. But... Oh, he done, he, don't get me wrong. He did a lot of beneficial stuff for America. He did a hell of a lot of beneficial stuff for America. But there's a lot of things he didn't actually, and he wasn't very forceful about and didn't fight the system about, which I don't get. He could have quite easily sidestepped or used the system to push this lot out of the way. And he hasn't. I mean, and that the, means... The, the, it creates a big question mark. Is he part of it or not? Honestly, I don't dislike him. I just... Too many coincidences in the wrong direction. You know I, what I, mean? I, I do kind of dislike him at this point because, um, well, I already had issue with his personality to begin with. That's not really... That's not how you act uh, as far as a Midwesterner is concerned. Um, we're, we're not that type. But... Uh, <laughs> that personal. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the problem that I have with him now after he's been president... He ran our deficit up by mm. trillions of dollars. He has pushed and continues to push uh, the yeah. COVID-19 jab. Yep. And it, it's literally killing people. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I have no, <laughs> the other stories I've, I've read about from some of the people that were in office around, uh, you know, that were like Scott Adams, as an example, talking about how Trump handled himself when it came to the COVID stuff how he's handled himself with people under him, people, his employees, literally anybody in the executive branch is an employee of the president. Basically, he's the CEO. He's the one that gets to decide whether you stay or you go. He's mm -hmm. he's the top dog. And yet, where were the firings? Where were the axings? Where did he remove those people that were a problem that were in the way that were literally causing him trouble? Where did he fire? He was known for that in a TV show. You're fired was his uh, famous line that everybody knows that he said. And yet, where were the firings? The the second one of the the, the heads of uh, the FBI or the CIA or any of these other bureaucracies got in the way of what your edict is, your president, and you say, um, we're going to release these documents as an example. And the CIA or FBI says, well, hold on now. We, we've, we've got to go. Nope, you're fired. You're out. Yeah. Next guy in line. You're up. Um, do you choose to do the job? 
Do you do the job or not? No. Okay. You're fired. Next guy in line. And you just keep going through him until you get the guy that does what he's supposed to. And, and unfortunately he never did that. He, he, or let alone put anybody oh, in that you, position. You have your point. own list of coincidences within the wrong direction. He should not be there. I mean, if he's for America, he should just quietly go to the side. He should have stood up as an American with the constitution and said against those people who said, whoa, you've done this. No. Constitutional rights, la, 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 go stuff it. He didn't. And as far as I'm concerned, he chose and he's in the way and he can do nothing but harm. And that I, I, I'm I sorry, disagree. that is from my point of view, seeing it as a political outsider. I mean, it's not just that I've followed headlines or a, I don't like or dislike him because um, to actually give him that power over me, uh, there's no point. I can't give him that because because he, he he's worthless to be in that point of view. You wouldn't be able to be analytical enough if you see what I mean. If 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 I if I bring him on board, that is the problem. America has got to the point where they've bought him on board in one extreme or another. So he needs to be that catalyst needs to be out because he can only poison things as far as I'm concerned. The problem is though, uh, the person that has the greatest chance of winning the nomination other than Trump is DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, uh, uh, the governor of Florida. The problem is, and the rhetoric against Trump is the same kind of rhetoric they're putting against uh, DeSantis. Well, you, I think, I, so I peruse, The thing is, I, th I, think, I think DeSantis can wear it a lot better. But the point is, DeSantis, I, once again, looking onto it, whatever, he seems to have made his opinions as this debacle has gone along with COVID. Some people can blame him for his choices at the beginning. Whatever. This is a political point and loads of people went with it and then loads of people have changed and they've done things. From an outsider's point of view, I think he's at that should I, shouldn't I stage and he's got to grow a pair and step Ooh, up. DeSantis? Or someone. Yeah. He's got to uh, grow a pair and step up. So He's not ready. This is... Exactly. Well, he doesn't believe he's ready. I don't. So I don't I don't agree. And here's why. There's political things going on in Florida that he's taking care of. The The word is amongst his staff is that he's um, there's some things he's getting solved in Florida first as governor before he goes and starts running. Um, the word is he's going to start running sometime this summer. Um, and that's been the word oh, for okay. months now. And then you, then you've got, then you've got the other person that's going to, has already started running. Um, is that RFK or whatever his name? What is it? Oh yeah. Robert yeah. Kennedy, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, he started his little ball rolling and accumulating his people. So you've got that. So, I mean, Trump needs to, and then you need to have two runners. And I, that, that's all I can see in your country is DeSantis and RFK. Really? Well, uh, assuming the Democrats let RFK, that's what it boils down to is uh, because Biden has said he's going to run. Um, well, it depends that. on what the DNC says, because um, the DNC will decide whether it's going to be Biden or it's going to be RFK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but oh, man, that is just that if that happens... Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's literally uh, that's how the Democrats run. They, they have what's ridiculous. called they have what's called super delegates, and when you get to the electoral co college level stuff, those delegates are not bound to vote based upon what their constituents uh, vote. 
They, well, they, that's why Bernie saying Sanders that, got I mean, I mean, yeah, 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 but I mean, saying that, it all depends on the world actually starting to think for themselves or looking into those little media things that generate all the crap and deny loads of other things. If there's no open debate in media from them all, well, it becomes a joke, doesn't it? No matter where you look, I mean, you started your research or whatever, but no matter where you look within the media structure and everything else, somebody you mentioned the other day that made me twitch, Larry Page. Yeah, I mean, Google, he was yeah. involved with Google at the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah. He was one, one of the, the two, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. But although they attach his name to it, it was actually who funded a lot of that research? Who actually well, funded it? Well, we're pretty sure, at least this is the, the mainstream story that we get, that was funded out of the CIA program out of Harvard, the same one that Klaus Schwab went through. Right. I got a bit annoyed and I decided to do some digging. And it goes back to, and the thing is, if somebody was to actually look into Google, uh, in 2020, they made a statement as well, didn't they? I think they made a statement about, um, uh, didn't it come up in a congressional talk? And Google had to say, uh, I think they said something about um, they acknowledged they did something. Ah, what was this? Moderation policies, they called it at the time. That is when they really said, well, they denied certain, they deplatformed people and they called it moderation policies. And they said there was something, there was problems over compliance issues and left it at that, i.e. whatever rules we made, we deplatform people. And there's been so many amount of people deplatformed. If you went and looked into the list of who is there now within certain areas, safety areas, and what previous jobs they've had, there are a hell of a, hell of a lot of ex-CIA people that have worked and still work in certain areas of Google. The money was there. The idea was there. It was pushed and it's been created and it's a massive thing. And obviously what it brought YouTube out. When did we brought YouTube out in what, 2008 or something? I can't remember uh, it was, now. It was a few years after that, I believe. Was it? I want to say it was they, like they, 2000. They, uh, it, was, it was after 2010, I thought. All right. Okay. Well, I, I don't know, but that's, that's another thing, isn't it? The list I had a look through some of the D platform list of you know peoples and companies and everything. It's massive. That it's six? huge. Twenty oh six. Google purchased YouTube in two thousand six. October. Well, I got it wrong. Yeah, so I know it was a long time ago. I thought it was yeah, it was a while ago. Uh, it must have taken them a few years because I remember that they were kind of, if I remember correctly, 2008, 2009, somewhere along in there. They still had independent. Like, it must, like I said, it must have taken some time, but I, th I thought they still had independent control of YouTube. And then the takeover, the takeover happened later. But it must have been, I guess it just must have been, an, it must have been one of those time periods of like acquisition and changing their people out and, and all of that stuff. Fun little tidbit real quick. Uh, March of 2006, they had 25 million videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. The site launched December 2005. That's a lot of and videos. And I tell you, how time. many, and YouTube, actually, I mean, they did another thing. They got rid of loads of videos and loads of channels and what people was, and they started to knock down loads of people. There is actually, was it Google that created um, a program called Twiddler? 
I've not heard of that uh, one. They've, they've created so many projects that I, I've lost track. Google has this habit. It was, it was, it, that was their this. blacklist program. I'm sure that was Google's okay. br- blacklist program called Twiddler. And that's when they formulated who they got rid of. I'm sure there was, it was called Twiddler or something. Uh, but this is old history. But the point is, it's all about media. You got your political situ- situation, whether it's Facebook, whether it's whatever, you're going to get bombarded again politically through those channels aren't you it's like um the youngsters today they formulate their ideas and they're not ready they don't think politically do they the only way they well they are they're political tools because most of them think climate change and everything else all that is being pushed on them everything everything and it's all climate 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 i actually had a uh, a chat with some the other day and i said well what do you actually think about you know is CO2 harmful? And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. That's eating the earth up and everything. And I went, well, actually, um, have you, do you know, do you know any, how many parts per million there were in the seventies and the eighties and nineties and the two thousands? Well, what do you mean? Well, parts per million in the atmosphere. I said, if it was in the three hundreds in the seventies, it's only now in the four hundreds and 10 or 20 plus maybe. Yes, it does have a warming effect. But if you look at the state of the earth over the last few decades, even through your deforestation through your companies, the earth is greener. So really, CO2 is the natural fertilizer. Yeah, that's what makes the earth greener. And on top of that, there were two things that helped it, which your political systems are pissing up. So if you want to talk about climate, nitrogen fertilizers has helped as well and proper land management by the farmers and the political systems are trying to break every one of them those three things the political systems and your eco terrorists because they are eco terrorists because they're useless dirty damaging gits no matter what they are they call more damage than anything they are if i had a, a, a telepathic link to the biosphere they would disappear and I think the biosphere would turn them into manure. They would be worm food because thats they're not even worth that, really. They are causing more damage by everything they do. They don't have a carbon footprint. They just have a harmful footprint. They Simple are footprint. as that. Yeah, <laughs> they are a footprint. But yeah, but, um, but it's is... interesting where I managed to talk to some teenagers and they uh-huh. started to listen. Well, that's good. And that really was worth it. That was the moment because I asked them, I said, well, what was your point of view from that? And make you understand because you're doing chemistry, you're doing biology, you're doing this, you're doing physics. So how does it go? Let's, you know, have a chat about this. And they started to listen and it was good. It, I mean, sorry, it was self-satisfying as well that they actually, and by the end of it, they, they came out with like that chap at that table at that breakfast, bang, came out with the statement. And then you just say, well, why? Um, I ain't going to say anything. I'm not going to bite your head off. Yeah, just why? Explain your statement. And that's what it needs. And that's what it's lost. That talk of just being able to... And I think they... Hopefully they went away with ideas where they might have gone, well, there's some crazy old guy there, you know? Maybe they'll just think. Maybe they'll just look at things. You never know. Because the idea is for them to look at things. 
But yeah, that's me just spouting off. Sorry, that was a positive no, that's, side. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a positive that's side. This is a, a this is a negative side of these uh, these just stop oil protesters in uh, in London. There, they're uh, blocking traffic, and as you can see, there's a, a motorist here that needs to get to work. He actually gets out of his van here and he walks up and he says, "I need to get to work. You're blocking the road. I've got to go to work. Get out of the way." And yeah. you will notice that the police come over and detain the man and shove him back into his car rather than move the useless protesters out of the uh, out of the road there. They've got a right to protest and block the road, have they? Apparently, according to this uh, this liaison officer. No, they haven't. They haven't. That is a public road. Well, as you can see, this this does not help the situation. As in, the police are actually taking the side of, of these people that are blocking the road. Why are this they is, called, I, I don't get this, why are they called liaison officers on the back? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it, it's whatever it is, it's I'm in the I'm going to have to look I, into I that know. because yeah, that yeah, says yeah. liaison officer. Yeah. I'm assuming that it's just I mean. somebody. Yeah, it's probably just a rent-a-cop. Uh, that's all I can think of. But <laughs> yeah, it probably is a rent-a-cop. Yeah, it is a rent-a-cop. But mm. they're, they're actually, they're taking the side of this. And th this is not the only thing. They, they're doing this in just about every uh, every European country. The Just Stop Oil people here are called the last generation. And they like to sit in front of the uh, the motorways in, um, uh, in on the Autobahn. I don't know about you, but uh, that's the last place I'd want to be. Uh, if I were a climate protester, I wouldn't want to be on the Autobahn. Those cars are going... At I'll near bet they're not doing speed. that for free. No, no, they're, uh, they, they've got a lot of funding coming from them. And as a matter of fact, I was actually reading some research that was done by uh, an independent journalist. She was able to determine that the Just Stop Oil protesters are actually funded mostly by the Gettys and the Rockefeller families. Oh, wouldn't you know, eh? Wouldn't you know. The same old, what, usual suspects? That are sitting on mountains of cash that they got from oil. Or mountains of cash, indirectly, mountains of cash have been made over the last mounds of cash was needed to be redirected to, to keep everything moving in a politicized mayhem and they made that out of the people like i said in this country six thousand pounds ahead you got vaccinated that was six thousand pounds you put in somebody's pocket so basically the only people to some degree i'm not making them heroes the unvaccinated didn't cost the country the vaccinated did. If you think whether it is for the best or not, you now know that there's a lot of fallout from this. But ideals, if you've made the wrong choice, wouldn't you like to put things right? That that would actually show your backbone. But um, yeah, uh, I, we've probably had a lot of time and I really should have actually dug up what I was going to have a say about. But um, oh, where did I put it? Where did I put it? Because there are some lovely, not so lovely words. With COVID, we have had some more research come in. And this is just basically using data about people's feedback from what's been going wrong. Yeah. And this is about neurological disorders. And the thing is, what you've got to understand, most neurological disorders are caused by your immune system going haywire, joining the enemy or something, not happening. So, so the imbalance is made and whatever. And we know that the vaccine has an ability to cause degradation in your immune system and make you open to other things. That's basically, it's out there. But the stuff, these data researches and these accumulation of problems that have arisen from reports on people and doctors and incidents are being put into medical journals. Uh, this was the European Journal of Medicine this one came from. And basically, 
they decided that people are starting to accumulate and look into the data that has come out from over over between uh, 2020 and 2022, really. You've got two years there. And once that's formulated, they can really look at the time before. But this is just about reporting because it's it's scary how many people did report um, effects, side effects, and obviously it's been ignored. And then you've got to think exponentially how many people didn't report it because they didn't really know what these side effects were and what they could actually be showing that's going on within your body. Because on that massive list of Pfizer stuff where they mentioned all manner of things, now they're starting to realize that there are so many neurological disorders post-vaccine. Well, we know we're going to so, see a fallout of this for years to come. Oh, yeah. Right. These are effects on the um, nervous system. And whereas we uh, saw a lot of myocarditis and heart problems and that within the male side, they've realized that a lot of these neurological effects, the majority of them are on the female side of the race, nervous system side. And this has been uh, published. I mean, you've got um, such... Um, such things, right? Okay, we'll go the common complications, as I call it, because there is an endless list. But just the common ones, and I did pick out the common ones for just to give you an idea. Just to give you an idea, because when it affects your nervous system, there's a lot of overlapping, yeah, and there's very similar symptoms. But then they can go like your, like the one you were talking about that affects your optics, yeah. That'll be how the nervous system. And that does affect your optic nerves and stuff. And I'll get to that anyway. But this is going to, this is, this, some people find this boring, but I'm sorry, I need to get this out. There's, right, the um, cerebrovascular disorders, yeah? There's one called cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, right? And this is all about basically blood clots. You know, you hear about thrombosis in your legs and stuff like that. It can be caused if you sit still and things like that. But this is to do with the brain, yeah? This is where you can get your blood clots in your brain and it stops the draining of blood. So you get so you get build up, yeah? So if you looked into... Now, this is what I started to see and this is starts to really get annoying. When you look into the um, medical papers and where people will be doing their search online and you can go to, whether it's the NHS in this country or the CDC or whatever, they always leave that word vaccine off. They could say can be a result of COVID-19 and that's what they're starting to say now. But these are post-vaccine reported disorders, yeah? Now, that cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, they say you can have this if you're pregnant, if you looked at it. You can even get it, these apparently these blood clots, if you take oral contraceptives. Ah, I mean, some people don't even know that. Experience trauma, la, 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 la. At the bottom, you'll get COVID-19 infection. You can cause it too. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to get that line out there so much, yeah. But then you get your mortality rates of things like this. And they have such wonderful lines like, um, oh, you know, there have been some good outcomes because there was only 9 to 15% mortality on this stuff, you know? And as if, yeah, that, that, is, that isn't a good outcome. I mean, you got such a thing as a transient, well, they call it ischemic attack, which is basically a mini stroke. Okay, for a second. When you said transient, as soon as you said transient, I thought, okay, we're going to talk uh, about immigration now, really? No, 
no. <laughs> ITA. They love to they love to put these in into little things. I mean, it's it's basically once again caused by a temporary disruption in the blood supply to part of the brain. So it's lack of oxygen to the brain. They have these wonderful words for it, but it's another thing. It's all about clotting, stopping of blood, and you get the intracerebral hemorrhage, which is basically another well ICA. ICH, which is another subtype of stroke, yeah? Now, this is where your blood pools. So you've got your clotting. This is where your blood pools. Different name, much of a much of the same stuff, right? But this is where you start to get a crossover from some of those pathology reports because this is where you get a buildup of proteins. Hard proteins. Remember the hard proteins that they can't dissolve that people have been finding? Yep. Yeah? And they used to call it amyloid angiopathy. Yeah, so that's those proteins that don't break down. And this is causing blood to pool in the brain. Something else happened post-vaccine. It's becoming more and more, and these things have happened. And then you get your normal ischemic stroke, schematic stroke, uh, stroke which is the most common of strokes. Yeah, once again, it's blood clotting, and that is that part. Then you get you your, what they call the uh, demi-lineating sort of disorders. And this is where what you said starts to fit in. They have, this is what they call the rare neurological disorders. And you get transverse myelitis, right? Rare. Funny enough, this is supposed to be rare, right? You got, this is where you get a swelling, inflammation of the spinal cord. It damages the nerves, yeah? This can cause lesions, which interrupt communications, and this can cause all manner of things. Because once you cause uh, effects on your nervous system, yeah, and when people say, oh, well, what are the symptoms? Well, when your nervous system plays up, your nervous system is throughout your body. And when, when, you, when you start to think, wow, I felt cold, and then I felt tingling, and then I felt a burning sensation, how many people have probably not reported that? I mean, the real pains and stuff, you know, I had real cramps and pains in my hand. This is your nervous system being hit. This is, and, and you had the vaccine and this, you could be falling in line with, because some people have had some really severe effects, you know. It could have caused a problem within your system. This is your communications between all your nerves. This is coming through brain, spinal cord, out everywhere. And all these pains and that, and they've happened, these these ghost pains as such, but they're real burning, cold feelings and everything. They're happening because your system, your immune system is hitting your spinal system and it can be causing degradation. And this is where it really, really gets nasty because you have the first you know, case reported of MS. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was... Um... I, and I didn't want to say anything. I was sitting at dinner a couple of weeks ago with somebody who's been, I think, three times or could could possibly be a fourth. And that person had to leave dinner because they couldn't hold a fork. No, it wouldn't surprise me. You see, okay, so, right, uh, MS, muscular sclerosis, yeah, is a disorder which the immune system destroys the myelin surrounding your nerves. Now, to put that in perspective, anybody that has got a... Piece of cable that charges the phone from their charger or whatever has got a bit of insulation on it. Yes, your electricity flows down that. Yeah, just think of that. That's one of your lines between your cells, nerve cells. Yeah, that myelin is a sort of insulator. 
So all these messages can really flow nicely. You break down that insulation, it slows up, stops, and whatever else, yeah? So this is what happens, right? MS is different because it causes different sorts of disorders like distress and whatever else. Whereas other ones will have a different name, nervous system disorders, because they affect whether it's your optical system or not, which will be something like, um, I think that's neuromyelitis optica, the one you were talking about, Johnny. Uh, this was retinal occlusion something or other. So retinal occlusion. Well, yeah, there I is a... The name of there it. is a thing called NMO, also known as Devic's disease, which is named after the Frenchman. It's a rare condition where the immune system damages the spinal cord and nerves of the eyes, i.e. the optical nerve. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah. Uh, just for clarity, this was retinal vascular occlusion. Yeah. That's all part of the whole set setup, and that'll be your nervous system. I, I would just like that to be your nervous or your optical system. Yeah, I, I would just like to, to point out that this particular uh, study that they're referencing here, they found that two years after vaccination, you were almost two and a half times more likely to develop this. To be clear, this is permanent. This is not something oh, yeah. that you can no, no. you can If remedy. somebody looks up N N NMO... It's different, it, although it's like your immune system that affects your spinal cord and your nervous system, the difference between this is MS isn't necessarily affects your optical system, whereas NMO can make you go blind in both eyes. And the thing is, all of these, all of these nervous system disorders, these neurological disorders are debilitating and they don't have a good outcome other than they do shorten your life. Like everything else that affects you, because, I mean, this is your communication system throughout your body. And this is where your own immune system affects your spinal cord and nervous system and your brain. And we all know that your imbalances of your immune system have been going on. Some people have been infected more or not. But this is all out in your European Medical Journal. And the thing is, it started now and there's two years data research. And these conditions, um, I don't know. MS is slightly different to NMO. It's because of how it's a different, although it's your immune system affecting the spinal disorder, I mean your spinal column and your nervous system, these disorders have slightly different outcomes, so they have different titles. Yeah, they're more specific. But yeah, you want to say something, Bruce? No? No. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm reading... Oh, you're looking miles away. You look like you're he's, concentrating he's on something. Doing it. He is. He's got penny. five different screens up. He's he's going through all of his stuff. No, it is a heavy read. It but is. Yeah. That is the simplicity of it all. Just to, it, I headlined it. I tried to make it simple. But those neurological problems, your immune system, it's all part of that jigsaw that comes together. And it's not a very pretty picture. When that jigsaw gets put together, or I just imagine there's going to be millions and millions of gravestones. And they want to be it. Yeah, and they want to expand this. Let's be clear. They intend to move forward on this, regardless of the side effects and the, the potential outcomes. But this is it. How many people, I mean, you've even had people that have taken it, you've had celebrities that have taken it, and one or two of them gone, I ain't having the second one because this is what's done this to me. People have outspoken about it and they've been silenced. But all those different feelings, all those way out feelings that you might have felt, you don't know what damage has been done to you. Hopefully your body can recover. Maybe it can, I don't know. But without some people actually having a jolly good look, you never know. But 
the point is, if you have had any of those effects, report it to somebody. If, I mean, you have the yellow card in this, you have the VAERS, whatever. But the point is, if you want uh, information, the World Council for Leos, the WCH, they will be able to give you a link. They will gather information. They're one of one of the people that's always reached out there. They might be able to put you in touch with somebody. They might not. I don't know. I cannot affirm that. But I do know that it's not a bad place to go to find information. World Council for Health. It is. I haven't found anything. There are a varying... There's human rights people. There are doctors there. There's teachers. There's, there's all manner of people across the board. I don't know where they're heading. You have... Um, NHS 100k in this country in the UK speak to them there are loads of platforms but if you've got a worry and you don't think anybody's listening to you especially your doctors or you're just getting a brush off go to some of those places they might be able to help you at least you you'll find somewhere or you can give information and it'll be compiled and it'll be put out there but like I say this this medical journals out there they're they're compiling it but they're not putting it out in front of your face. So you won't see it unless somebody talks about it. And that is the only reason I bought it here. Not to be dark, not to say it's another nasty thing. If it's happened to you, get outspoken, put your name out there, say, this has happened to me, what should I do? What right do I have if um, I've been vaccinated and this happened to me have i got a right to go and get um i'm you know if i work do i have to pay for this will i go on a long waiting list or whatever is there a short waiting list is there people that look into this for me ask those questions just ask if you don't ask you'll never know and that can be worse than anything because if you've listened to somebody mention something like this it'll sit and eat away at you It'll be like a little chimp on your shoulder chattering in your ear and annoy you eventually. But go and find out. It's for your own. It's just for your own peace of mind. And um, if I've upset anybody, I'm seriously sorry. But life is getting rather dark. Indeed it is. Well, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation with you, my friend. And uh, I want to thank you for putting all of your, uh, your time and effort into the research that you presented today. It's enlightening as always. Uh, I'd say you're welcome, but it's not very nice, is it? <laughs> How many times have you apologized today? So, I mean, it's just another one of those things. We just tick the box and we'll just move on. Yeah. We'll see uh, you next week. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do my damnedest. Yes. Fantastic. Well, we are going to go ahead and call this one done. It's been an absolutely fantastic conversation, gentlemen. I'd like to thank you both for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Bye.